0: What's going on, travelers? Welcome to episode 87 of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Ram, and returning with me this week is Emerald. What's going on, Em? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Um, I feel bad for you causing all these mic troubles.
0: Oh, please, it's completely fine. Technical issues come and go, but uh, you're sounding really good tonight, so I'm glad that new headset seems to be working out real good for you.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm really happy with it.
0: Have you had a chance to give it a go in anything else except for the uh, the recording? Any chats or games or anything?
1: Uh, yeah, I did. I played Mario Party with uh, Dazam the other night. It was certainly an experience. <laughs> oh, oh, that's
0: right. You were we were talking about that earlier. I need to see if I've got the Mario. I know I have a Mario Party on the Switch, but I'm not sure if it's the one you're talking about, or is it the only one that's out on the Switch?
1: There's two are on the Switch, but the one we were playing is the superior of the two, that being Mario Party Superstars.
0: Gotcha. I'm not sure if I have Superstars. I think I've got Mario Party 8,
1: I think it that is. That one's for the Wii.
0: Is it? Okay.
1: Yeah, that so one's for I, the Wii, dude.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Then I had no idea which one I have for the Switch. I'll actually have to look at it later. But I know that we were talking about that. We were also talking about Mario Kart. Now, I know I have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but I don't have like any of the DLC stuff for it
1: so yeah, i guess I'm, opinion, it's definitely worth it
0: i mean that's right that's where i saw i fired up my switch like a couple weeks ago and saw like the huge number of like tracks and cups and things like that that come with it so it definitely seems like it's worth the money i'm I'm just poor right now
1: yeah fair enough fair enough
0: so but uh no we, we gotta get on there so uh so you can school me in some mario Kart, i guess
1: yeah or mario party if you get that one too
0: this is the thing about Mario Party is that I can go through Mario Party and have a good time. And I can, like, do really, really well. And then at the end, I'll still manage to lose because they throw out, like, bullcrap bonus stars to, to like, random things. And then I always seem to lose on those. And I don't know why. It's just my luck.
1: Yeah, it's just your luck. It's my thing is that, like, I'm pretty good enough at the game to win, like, pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I still get, like... Tossed about by the game, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> no, it completely makes sense. That game totally screws you. No, I, I absolutely get it. Do you just do you get torn up on like the on like the mini games, or does it just like kind of like just screw you at the end, like it does me?
1: It's just whatever happens happens, really.
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, did you ever have a chance to play a game on the Wii called Dokapon Kingdom?
1: No, but I've heard of it.
0: Okay, yeah, so basically that You've is you mentioned
1: like, it to me before, I think.
0: Yeah, it's basically Mario Party for people that actively hate each other. So like, it
1: Sounds like a grand old time, to be completely it, honest.
0: It, it is certainly something. Uh, I think it's a little hard to find now, but yeah, if you ever get a chance to play that on the Wii, um, don't play it with people that you're close with, because you won't be close to them anymore. Got it. How's your week in Genshin been? Well, actually, two weeks now, I guess, in Genshin. Uh, how's that been turning out for you?
1: Pretty good, I suppose. I um, I didn't get in.
0: You, that's right. You told me you didn't. You uh, you got a, a Diluc spook.
1: Yeah, C one Luke.
0: Oh no, are you are you still throwing pulls at her banner, or is she just kind of decided to cut your just, losses? And...
1: I think I'm cutting my losses, to be honest.
0: Well, I know that we have like a lot of cool characters coming out. and no, we've got um, what is it? Oh, God, Cloud Retainer is getting ready to come out here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I think Arlecchino is probably going to be playable. There's a lot of rumors about her being thrown at no, the banner. I think what
1: I want to try and do is is save for all Hatham. Okay. We try to Are get you... his weapon.
0: Oh, okay. I was about to say, you already have Alhatham. Were you going to try and go for Constellations or his weapon what I was going to ask.
1: His weapon. I was going to try to get his weapon.
0: Do you have any idea what your weapon banner pity is at?
1: Uh, don't remember. Hmm.
0: And then I know I ran my weapon banner pity up and I managed to get Navia's weapon. So now it's at like five and it's not like a guaranteed thing. But I'm not sure how the weapon banner guarantee works anyway. Does weapon it work? The weapon banner has
1: no guarantee.
0: It's Ew, gross. Merciless. Oh, God. Everybody says the weapon banner is kind of a scam anyway.
1: But yeah. uh, Even my legs like held a, up on it. Yeah, they put that like a epitomized path or whatever in, but you have to lose twice in order to get a guarantee.
0: Really? Yeah, pretty much. Oh wow, that's double nasty. Yeah, I really gotta read up on the rates on that. Uh, I know I was like throwing singles. I actually managed to get uh Raiden actually spooked me uh the other day. She came in on a single and I am I am not ready. I have like seventeen thousand mora and like no adventure experience because I've been pouring it all into Bennett. So I had the electro archon, I think she's like level like twenty seven. She's, like, the weakest character on my roster right now, and I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, you'll get there one day.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you manage to uh, snag a chevrouse
1: or anything off the banner? I did. I did get a Chevreuse. I didn't get any Bennett Constellations, which was really what I was going for. What's your Bennett at now? He's only at C2. He's been at C2 okay. for a while.
0: Gotcha. Well, Bennett Cons are kind of hard to come by, so... Do you ever use your, um... Was it, the star glitter that you get from summons? You ever save those up, or you just kind of throw them at summons like Cause I do?
1: Because usually I never have enough when it comes around for characters that I want.
0: Yeah, it's normal. Life. That's it's why like...
1: I don't have a C6 Kaya yet.
0: Ugh, yeah. I feel like all the early characters are, like, impossible constellations for these days. Like, Lisa, Kaeya, Bennett,
1: no, even, and like, the thing Razor. No, because the thing is, and the starter characters, like amber leeson kaya they're not even on the regular banner
0: they're Wait, only they... on standard really Mm-hmm. so they're not even on like the on the on the specialized banner they're not even in the in, in the pool don't think so oh gross well i hate that no wonder i don't have a c6 i think i have like a c1 leeson like maybe like a c1 kaya oh that's awful I have no idea how I got my Bennett at C6, which apparently to some people is a crime. But, you know, whatever.
1: I wouldn't say it's a crime, not as much as it was in the early days of Genshin.
0: Yeah, no, like, everybody today that has, like, specialized infusion, it seems like, you know, they they add that specific thing of cannot be overridden, specifically for reasons like this. So, no, it's definitely not as much of a, a problem as it was, like, when the game first started. So I think they kind of saw that, yeah, people didn't really like that. Uh, we do have a lot getting ready to come up here uh, as far as, like, news and stuff going on. Um, the first one I know you're real excited for. That should be starting in a couple of days. Um, the Arataki Blazing Armor Beetle Battle Boot Camp is going to fire up.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm um, so are, excited.
0: Yeah, you, you're ready for some for some beetle battles?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, the, this is actually going to take place in Liyue. Uh, I think at the Wangshun Inn, isn't it?
1: Maybe. I don't remember.
0: Yeah. So, it'll, it'll be good to see Ito, Kuki, and the rest of our talkie gang coming in. I'm excited to see what new mechanics they bring into the beetle battle, because it was already fun, and I'm kind of curious as how they're going to kind of freshen it up a little bit, because you know they're going to do something a little bit different. Yeah, of course. Uh, the other thing we got is the, finally, the official launch of the Genshin Impact Amazon flagship store. What did you think about that little drop of news?
1: I'm really excited for it, but I haven't really had a chance to look it out. I don't know if it's actually out or not yet. But I haven't hadn't you know, haven't uh, seen much of anything for it yet myself. So apparently
0: like the page, like the store page is up, but they've been having some issues like with some of the links and things working. But it looks like a lot of the stuff that they take to like their to their venues when they go to like anime conventions and such. They've got like of course they have all of the the character, the acrylic stands that are up, and then they got them, I mean, all the Monsac crew, Liyue, Inazuma, Sumeru, all the way up to Sumeru. They don't, It didn't see anything from Fontaine yet, uh, but I'm sure that they'll be added in here, you know, really quickly. They had, there is a, there is, they specifically set off to the side, I feel like they made this section specifically for you, is that they have all the characters separated by like their region, but then they have one separate section for the Traveler, which is, you know, Aether, uh, Lumine and Paimon, and then they have another standalone section specifically just for Child and Danesleaf. Hello. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, hey, here's all the characters. Yeah, yeah. They put Tartaglia and Danesleaf like in their own like private Hello? section together. I'm, sorry, I'm how like, did
1: you say his name again.
0: <laughs> uh, Tartaglia.
1: It's actually pronounced Tartaglia.
0: Tartaglia. Okay, yeah. the G is silent. Gotcha. The
1: G is actually silent.
0: Okay, cool, but yeah, I saw like those two characters like together, like oh, they just made an Emerald Department wonderful
1: swag. I have to check yeah. this out when I stumble across it.
0: Yeah, all they had, all they had to do was like weasel I'll Hate them out of Sumeru and stick it in there, and I feel like it would have been perfect for you.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: But, but they got those. They got some Tavat Zoo themed um like plushies, like little keychain plushies, which are kind of cute. So they got like Toma, but he's got like a big like. Uh, Shiba inu like head around him, and uh, jangling's got like goba's head and amber's got the baron bunny and things like that they're really super cute cute.
1: that's cute
0: um i feel like they have the uh, little tiny chibi slime plushies and they all have like different facial expressions and like the little um the animo one actually has like the little wings on top of its head so i feel like those are going to be really popular they have a bunch of the official artworks onto mouse pads, which I actually might look into getting one of those. I know, so like, that'd be nice. Yes. Yeah, so like all like the event like promotional art from things like Golden Apple Archipelago and Wind Bloom stuff like that all have like different mouse pads. It looks really good. They have the the one seventh scale the Spark Knight Clea figure, where she's like bouncing on the um, on the Dodo Co with the little bombs popping out everywhere. Super cute, but I don't have money for that, unfortunately. And then the last thing they got, they had the um, the little blind boxes you can buy, where they have like the little tiny like Paimon food figures. Oh, cute! Yeah, and then they got like the Monset set, which has Klee, Dilute, Venti, Kaya, Fischl, and Barbara.
1: Oh and yeah, I, my friend actually has a couple of those.
0: I really want the Klee and the Fischl from that set so bad. Like Fishel has no, my like my friend a has, s- I
1: think the Fischl and the Barbara.
0: The official I love because Oz is sitting on top of her head and she's got this like little like green like glowing star for an eye and I love it so much. And then they uh, they also got a Li Yue set which has Chi Chi, uh Zhang Li, Gan Ganyu, Chongyun, Yun, and Ketching. I think that the Zhong Li with his little spear and the Chi Chi with her little ghost flame are really, really cute. But everything Chi Chi does is cute anyway. So do you think uh, you think you're gonna go from anything out of that store? I imagine the Danesleaf acrylic stand is something that you're gonna like jump right at
1: especially you know i gotta get stuff for my boys oh yeah
0: so you think you'll go with do you think you'll get all all uh Dainsley, child and uh al hatham
1: yeah whatever whatever i end up picking up then yeah
0: <laughs> oh man i'm gonna have to see how expensive they are because i definitely want to pull at like my personal favorites as well like i definitely like the Dale one and probably the eula maybe the lisa one they, they all were really good but it's, it's gonna. I can't imagine like how much they're gonna be. But I can't imagine they're too bad. As an acrylic stand, they're probably like what, 12, 15 bucks maybe.
1: Are, is it I like hope? a little acrylic stand, like a keychain?
0: No, no, no. These are like they're like like six, seven inches tall or something like that. They're okay, made. Because like, I have
1: I have this little like acrylic stand on my of my on my desk, of all foam um, that can also be a little keychain.
0: I think they're bigger than that. Let me try and take a look real quick. Here's like a Goro one. That, let's see, is currently unavailable because they don't have this store up and running yet. Yeah, no, so they're right about six inches tall. Yeah, they're about four inches, like the the Raiden one, for instance, is like four inches wide because she's very flowy and stuff, and yeah, then she's like six inches tall. So no, these are like made to stand up on like your nightstand or your desk. I see. Um, They're saying date first available is supposed to be today, but like I said, they've been having some issues with the launch of their store, so they're probably just going to need a little bit to get things all worked out. But no, I'm I'm actually kind of excited to get to get a couple of those going, and I, I can I can definitely because I've seen your desk, and I can definitely see you get some as well.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I love yeah, you my just little set,
0: setup. <laughs> yeah, you just sent me a picture of the little Dane's like no, he is, like full on like his like splash art, Al Haytham like standing him. on his, yeah.
1: All right then yeah, I gotta get that.
0: Yeah, so I I, I imagine before Allison and you're gonna have like a little a little shrine to uh to your boys there but hey that, that'll that make it more your environment when you're ready to record
1: yeah for sure
0: so this week i think we are finally going to bite the bullet rewind time a bit and give lenny the attention he is so desperately needed since like his character chapter came out like however long ago
1: yeah beginning of fontaine because beginning of, <laughs> of fontaine is when we had everything change with the podcast so yeah
0: yeah that's that's true Yeah, we had a bunch of stuff going on and Lots of shifts and changes. So since we got a little bit of time before things start getting really wrapped up into the next big update, we'll probably do his and we're gonna I'm gonna try and have something kind of special planned in the next week or two, I think. And then we also need to do Navia's character chapter. And I believe that's gonna get us caught up to current events.
1: Yeah, hopefully.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, with the news and little bit of updates covered on, why don't we just take a quick little break, grab a drink, have a chance to use the restroom, and we will come back and we will jump right into the the Felis Fucius chapter.
1: Felis uh, Fucus.
0: Fucus. Is that, that Latin?
1: Yeah, Latin. All the constellations oh. are in Latin.
0: Okay, cool. I am terrible at Latin, even though apparently I speak a Latin-based language, but... It is
1: what it is.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for understanding me patient with my terrible pronunciation. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take a little break. We'll come back we'll jump into that. And we will give Lenny a little bit of love that he has so very patiently been waiting for. So we will be right back. And we are back. All right, quick little break, and we are going to dive right into Lenny's character chapter. So, Lenny is a character that I would say when I first saw like him and Lynette and Fremenet, I wasn't like super excited about or like invested in. Like you weren't? I, I wasn't, and I, I think a lot of like I liked like the magician, like the like the theme, like his abilities and stuff like that. But I didn't really care much for like their collective design. I already have a thing about like the about the the young boy characters with shorts, and he already had that going against him. Um, the thigh highs kind of threw me off, but it, it, it was fine. It was just something a little different. But I he also has a top hat, and I don't like top hats. Top hat.
1: You don't like top it is. hats.
0: I hate top hats.
1: At Well, I'm learning something new about you every day.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was one of the things that turned me off about Fiorina, too. I hated Fiorina's design.
1: No, I love her design. She's so pretty.
0: Oh, oh people love Fiorina's design, but not like the shorts and then like the, the top hat. I was like, oh, I can't. Um, She's it, an it absolute took,
1: icon. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, it, it took Furina's character and the, like the whole story around her to like really endear me to her. And now I love Fiorina. But I still think her outfit's really goofy, and uh, that, that's just kind of like the way I am with with Lenny. I appreciate Lenny as a character. I actually kind of like him, and he's actually doing wonders in my Genius Invocation TCG deck next to Fischl and Dea. I but just guys. yeah, just as design wise, I'm just like, man, it's just it just ain't my jam. I like, and I know when he, he is about
1: Lenny's like, I didn't even want him, but I got him. And Mm -hmm. yeah, he's, he's definitely, definitely worth it.
0: So I didn't pull, how is he? How is he? Is he fun to play?
1: I think he's fun to play.
0: Because he's kind of like a mix between like a Yoimiya and a Zhanglin because he like, he throws out the the cat, right?
1: Well, no, the the cat comes from his, uh, his charge shot. Okay so he's kind of so, more like Ganyu in the sense that he has a charge shot centered play style okay but he can huh. sort of get up close and personal with big bursts of damage from his skill and burst
0: okay no I I do have a question with a lot of Fontaine characters they have a lot of like health mechanics to where they like lose health like hit harder or have ability stuff does he have that as well
1: I don't think he does no
0: Okay, because I asked that, because in the TCG, when you use his elemental skill to summon the little cat ad from, I guess, what is, his, what is his charge attack, is what you said it is, normally? Yeah. Um, He also does one damage to himself. And so that makes me wonder, does he hurt himself when he does things like that normally?
1: I don't think so, or at least I haven't been paying attention enough to his health.
0: Okay. I'll have to look into it, because I did my weekly bosses this morning and when we went to go fight the whale somebody brought a Lenny and because nobody else took a healer I took my Kokomi instead of my Navia and for some reason our Lenny was like no matter what I did was always at like a third of his health and I mean I would slap the jellyfish on his face pop my burst and do everything I could to try and keep his health up and for some reason Lenny just wanted to die and I, I didn't let him, but I was like, man, he's got to have something going on. And when I thought about that in the TCG, I was like, man, I wonder if he like drains his own hip like points, which I is said, why I asked like you. Like I
1: said, he has stuff in his kit that lets him get up close and personal. Okay.
0: M- maybe that's what it is. Maybe he was just trying to get too friendly with the whale as it was you know, doing belly flops or something because, oh, man, I, that Lenny, man, he, he wanted to go. So <laughs> maybe it's just yeah, that one yeah. player. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but now we'll, we'll jump into Linny's uh, chapter, and we'll get a little nice dive into his character, uh, his history, and the things that have been going on with him and Lynette and them. So, uh yeah, Lindy's character chapter, Felis, how'd you say it again? Felis? Uh, f-
1: fu- fu- Fucus? Fucus, yes. Fucus. Fucus,
0: okay. So, yeah, Fucus, because my head was telling me the S is silent, but if I say it the other way... I'm going to be in trouble. So, yeah. Felis Fucus. Got it. Which we just found out it's Latin for black cat, which is very fitting to his entire aesthetic. So we will start off at the beginning of our character chapter we open up in Fontaine and we hear it's act one The Forgotten Thief which revolves around the Phantom Thief's reappearance. As we're walking around the the court of Fontaine we spot Charlotte and she's talking to someone called Abagnale and getting his thoughts on a character known as the Phantom Weasel, and we kind of like catch like a, like a brief like glimpse of what they're talking about. But when he leaves, Charlotte notices us and runs up and asks, "What you know? Well, what did the traveler and Piedmont think about the Phantom Weasel?" And we have no idea what she's talking about. And so Charlotte has to explain that apparently, ten years ago, the Phantom Weasel was a thief. Who completely evaded authorities and never got caught, and had a knack of pretty much targeting and stealing from people of like all kind of like ranges and walks of life. Like it didn't matter like if you were like rich or poor, whatever. Like the thief would if you were targeted, like they were going to just you know nick what they wanted to nick. During that time, there was a prominent magician named Caesar, who during a live performance. Fell to his death, like the 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 trick didn't go off the way it's supposed to. He died during the performance, and when they were when the guards were investigating, like you know his perform uh, his personal belongings and what happened, they found all the things that had been reported stolen around that time. Which everybody immediately said like, oh wow, well he has all this stuff, then he is obviously you know the phantom weasel. Because after his death, like the theft stopped as well. Which I mean, that seems pretty pretty cut and dry to me.
1: Yeah. So, but you know, yeah. nothing is ever as simple as it seems.
0: No, no. I mean, especially in Fontaine's, like a whole shtick, right? Like nothing is as it as it seems. Everything's to show what's really hidden behind you know the veil.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we got that with you know in the Fortress of Merapi, what was going on in there. Uh, we got it behind the entire Archon Quest with Folk Lors and Fiorina, so of course we're going to have it here with Lenny. Why not? So when the Thieves stopped, and then like 10 years later, it's rumored that the Phantom Weasel has somehow returned because there was a poster that showed up uh, at the Opera Epiclace that said that the Phantom Weasel had returned. And Charlotte's like super excited because like, you know, obviously like, the return of a of a suspected like dead like super thief from like you know almost a decade ago is making a return. Like Charlotte's probably like losing her mind.
1: Why she is?
0: Yeah, of, of course she is because she, she's Charlotte. She does that. I mean, she's a sensationalist, and she has to be as a, as a, as a journalist. But we see uh, Lenny is you know performing a show, and she immediately like believes that Lenny may have some kind of connection to the Phantom Weasel. And Lenny's just doing, like, a little, like, sideshow. Like, he's performing. I think he's, probably like, performing like kids, like, just, like, in town. Like, just a like, little, little side trickery. So, Paimon the Traveler and Strahler go up to Lenny, like, at once once he's all finished up. And Lenny says that he's also, you know, just found out that the Phantom Weasel had returned. And he actually says that, you know, he'll help them investigate as and and have uh, Paimon and Traveler be, like, you know, temporary assistance. Uh, Assistance to to help them look into it, and then he says, you know, well, if we're going to to, to do this, we're got to we're actually look in to see if Caesar did he really die, or did he fake his death? And the best way to go that is that Caesar had a fiance named Gemma, who is still alive, and apparently she goes to the San Poisson like what was it like every week, I believe, is what they say. To, to mourn at his grave. And so that, that seems like the obvious place to start, to see, like, you know, if he's still alive, then she would obviously know something. So we go to the cemetery, and we meet up with, with Lynette. And, because I guess Lynette's already, like, been made aware to to kind of find out what's going on. But Lynette hasn't seen Gemma yet. So we ask her about her, we ask about Caesar, and... Everybody's kind of hoping, like, the case would have been finally been closed, like, a while back, but it hasn't with this real reemergence. So, they spot Gemma, and they ask about Caesar, and they kind of figure out that Gemma's kind of, like, not being on the up and up. I guess, like, she's, like, coming off kind of shady. Yeah. But still, Lenny, like, asks him, like, hey, you know... We're, we're, tr- we're trying to, to find out something, but Jim is actually playing something really close to the chest, and we don't know what. While we realize that, Lena's like, okay, so let's rendezvous back at the Hotel de Borde, and we'll kind of carry on for that. As we follow back, we meet up with a man named Lorenzo, who was, I guess, the was Caesar's apprentice, and it was also a magician before, um, who I think he quit after Caesar's death. Uh, to pursue. Yeah,
1: that seems about right.
0: So apparently like when Caesar like died, like Lorenzo's like, yeah, that that's kind of enough of that. And I guess he now he runs some kind of business off to the side. And when we start questioning him about like, hey, you know, what happened, you know, to Caesar, you know, did he die? Has he faced his death? Has he just been hiding underground? Um, Lorenzo gets like really kind of like frustrated and like kind of like really like like on edge. And he like, he, like, wants, like, nothing to do with the situation. But then we have a person named Edmundo who who kind of jumps in. And Lorenzo is, like, Lorenzo like, threatened to, like, tell him to like, to, like, you know, back off and leave him alone.
1: I know. We're starting a fight in the hotel cafeteria.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we've got Gemma's hiding something. Lorenzo is hiding something.
1: Lorenzo and, and we, Mundo got beef or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just kinda like, What in the world is going on? So we asked and Mundo's like, hey, what is up with this dude? And he's kinda like and he basically says is like you know, anybody that kind of like gets on Lorenzo's bad side, like tend to have bad things happen to them. And like that's that's like it. it's like he's like, Don't mess with this guy because you know if you do it, then like misfortune follows Lorenzo. Just, just don't become a name of Lorenzo. Just leave him alone. And as he leaves, Lenny sees that someone is actually like watching them. And he's kind of like, okay, something's going on. And while we're questioning, we're actually being spied on. So meet me outside the city, and we'll get away. We'll get away from the guards and everything. Because I think everybody's already suspect, you know, suspect of Lenny and the siblings because they know that they're. They're Fatui at this point.
1: Yeah, they're they're part of the Fatui.
0: Yeah, and with the, with the return of the Phantom Thief, and you know, with with Caesar having been a magician, and now the return of the Thief, and Lenny's a magician. I mean, they're always going to look towards the Fatui magician as you know who's going to be the prime suspect. Like even even if even if Lenny's done nothing wrong, so we we go to meet. Lenny outside the city. And then when we do that, there's like these people that are like coming after us. They try to like fight with with us and with Lenny. And it's only when they realize that like, you know, Lenny's got a full on vision. And we we proceed to pretty much like beat the crap out of these guys. They're kind of like, yeah, no, we can't, we can't do this. And so they begin to like run off, but they, before they leave, they, they make this like passing remark about how, you know, what just happened? If, if the lady was there, then it wouldn't have worked on her. And when I hear the lady, you know, it, it kind of points back to me, to Gemma. Yeah. Like, immediately. And Lenny's kind of like, oh, yeah, they absolutely have to meet Gemma. Because she's the only, like, one that can tie in. Because everyone else we know is male. And it seems like a direct tie into the back. Back to her. After with her being his fiance. We follow Lenny, and we go back, and we come up to Gemma. And... They go back and basically tell me, "Hey, you know, we gave them a, a, a taste of their own medicine." And Gemma says that whenever she tried to look into Caesar's death or to investigate like, what happened when Caesar's performance went wrong, they would always come after her. And after being told that you know they wouldn't do it anymore, she allows Lenny to investigate into Caesar's like death on her behalf. So, basically, whenever Gemma tried to investigate what happened, these guys would come after her. But now that, you know, we've kind of beat these guys up, like, we're kind of like, okay, well, since you can handle it, uh, she's going to let Lenny do it for her. Essentially, they're going to, we're going to use Lynette.
1: Silence her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're going to try and basically keep her quiet. So we have to, Lenny has Lynette basically stay with Gemma as kind of like a bodyguard while we go and try and, and continue on the investigation so that Gemma doesn't get threatened. So now we have to find out fully what's going on because there's obviously something super fishy going on and Gemma doesn't feel like like a prime like, suspect. And we have to see like what's going on as far as like, into Caesar's death and what happened in the performance. So we go and we start to explore Caesar's workshop to which had all of his tricks and performances and equipment and his personal belongings. This and was apparent, such a
1: cool domain design.
0: It was. It was it was it was really cool with all the different performance and like the the, the, the layout for it. It had some really cool mechanics. I definitely agree. Um and then story wise what seems weird is that after Caesar died, I guess like the guards had like completely sealed this off, to I guess to I guess to prevent like repeat offenders or you might picking up like after him. Yeah. So yeah. So as we're as we're go through the workshop, we find Caesar's diary, or in, in his journal, which which uh, in his in his journal he he's writing about some kids, uh, two kids that he had taken on. That has shown an interest in magic that he agreed to, to 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 train to train and teach like his his tricks. And we get this like nice little like kind of throwback to it. And Paimon says like she believes that the two kids that are written in his diary are Linnea and Lynette. Because I mean that just makes the most sense from where yeah, from where Lynette will pick up their tricks. Exactly. And so we, we asked Lenny this, about it. I know this doesn't oh.
1: happen until later, but the cutscene with the two of them as, as little kids was so freaking cute.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it really was. And it, it makes it really sad, like, knowing, like, how the story unfolds for them. Because everything that seems to follow with Lenny and Lynette is, like, definitely, like, misfortune. And them just trying to, like, recover and just, like, have, like, normal lives. Yeah, you know, like, like like you said, like, the cutscene with them, like, was like, it was, like, really cute. It was really kind of, like, bittersweet. But I feel like that's the whole theme of this of this character chapter as well. Yeah. Because it, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's just there a lot. Before we could actually confront, like, like, hey, you know, is this you and your sister in this book? Lenny starts talking about the trick that Caesar wanted to perform and talks about the intricacies of it. And while reading through the diary, he discovers that someone had sabotaged Caesar's Caesar's uh, performance. And it was because of that that Caesar died. So Caesar didn't just have like a mishap, like he was very intentionally murdered. And the only person that we can think of that was close to Caesar at the time was his apprentice Lorenzo. And so Lenny actually calls out Lorenzo like, hey, you know, you were the only one that had access to his equipment. You were the only one that was really close to him. You know, you're the only one that could. You are the only one that could have actively done this. And as Lorenzo like gets called out on this, he immediately like has like his like subordinates come out and and tries to attack Linian and the and the traveler. So it's like as soon as like we ask him about it, he like immediately just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I, I I did it, and just confesses and just, and just tries to like attack us and get us to keep quiet.
1: Yeah, I did it, and nobody's yeah. going to believe you. Yeah, nobody. you're not going to say anything, Ha huh?
0: it just comes out, I it's like, it feels like it was, like, a very, like, anticlimactic, like, reveal on that because he is, like, the obvious choice into why Caesar died. And it's like, okay, well, basically this solves, like, the first question, because Lorenzo admits it. Like, he's like, yeah, I, you know, I'm the one that did it, and he hate he apparently he admits that he killed Caesar and he hated him because of this like what what's written here is like a self perceived poverty. What Caesar did is like even though like magicians kinda like struggle on a financial level, Caesar wouldn't allow Lorenzo to learn magic and to use tricks to to basically scam people out of money like you're not going to like use your magic to like pick people's pockets or to steal their wallets or to scam them out of money. You know, Caesar was all about no, you, you do this because the essence of magic is for entertainment. Yeah. And yeah. And you do it for the mystique, for the show and you know, we'll do it for free. And that's what that's what makes magic what it is. Well Lorenzo wanted to take No, we could use this. Like you have no idea, like the things we could get away with with a with sleight of hand. And because Caesar wouldn't let him do that, Lorenzo finally got fed up and when he had enough, he he got he killed Caesar. Because Lorenzo, at in the same in the same, uh, in the same spiel, admits to being the Phantom Weasel as well. And what he did was that he used his magic and he would target the poor to kind of like practice, like st- to steal from people, to so that way he can like work his way up. Like he was going to steal from poor people, and as he got better and better at it, he would be able to start targeting, you know, people with more money and more valuable items and more goods that he could get for for a lot more money. Yeah. And Lenny says, like you know, I don't. I think there's more to it. You know, I, I don't think that money is the only thing that you would go after for. like Lenny thinks that because Caesar uh, was also engaged to Gemma, he thinks that Lorenzo may have been jealous. jealous. Have, yeah, yeah, because there's always going to be like a of lovers' course, quarrel and things sort like of this.
1: Love triangle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Lorenzo's like, a little like completely like, no. He's like because. Because Gemma was engaged with Caesar. Like, Lorenzo couldn't confess his love, but he, he denies it. He says, no, that, that had nothing to do with it. The only thing, like, I was a Phantom Weasel. I did all this, and I gave you the reasons why I did it. And he, he admits it, and he's arrested, and he's taken away. And as we go back, we, talk, we, we go back and we take this information because if Lorenzo's a Phantom Weasel, that explains who did it in the past, why Caesar died. And who was getting ready to do it again with the return of the Phantom Weasel. So we go back to Gemma and to Lynette and we're like, hey, we want, you know, we we solved it. You know, Lorenzo was the Phantom Weasel, he was he was the Phantom Weasel all along, and Caesar's name's gonna be completely cleared. And we we go with Gemma, we go back to the cemetery, and Gemma is still like Upset, you know, because because her her fiance was was killed. Well, he, he, even though you know his name was cleared, you know Caesar's still dead, so she's still obviously obviously still upset. I mean, she's happy, but she's still sad because it's not going to bring him back. Even though we try and cheer her up, like she's not having anything to do with it. But Lynette says, if it'll make you feel better, you know, Linny, you know, we're going to be performing a show at the Opera of and. Lenny is going to I think they say that Lenny is going to perform Caesar's act like in Caesar's honor like Lenny is going to re-perform the act that Caesar died performing because he, he because of the sabotage the the next day you know lenny Lenny is working on his show and but he's doing it alone and once the first half of the performance ends, lenny or Lynette reveals. Like, she basically says that Gemma is, like, the actual phantom weasel. And we – and, like, Paimon's, like – Paimon gets, like, shocked. And the traveler's, like, what, what, what?
1: And how did that make you feel?
0: Yeah, right? It's, like, okay. It's, like, kind of annoying. Like, like you suspect, like, Lorenzo did it because it's, like, he had motive. He had had access. And he had means. And now it's just kind of, like, no, Gemma was actually – the true Phantom Weasel, all along.
1: Yeah, so it was like she was like worried about being caught, so she found him to use as a cover for the crime.
0: Exactly. So, like, Lenny does, like, the first half of his show, and then the audience takes a break, and they're going, okay, we're going to have an intermission, we're going to come back for the second half. And as they leave, we actually walk off with Lenny and Lynette and approach Gemma. And say like, you no, know, we know that you're the real Phantom Weasel, and the and that she had actually started to worry about getting caught, and
1: yeah, so she had like def- what I just said.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she basically was like, well, she needed a scapegoat. She needed somebody to blame to to cover up, and what she did is like because she knew that Lorenzo had like this infatuation with her, she kind of would use him in a way to. To get through, to get, uh, to get herself, you know, clean and the the suspicion off of her, and have him do what she she didn't want to do. She wanted to use Caesar and like frame his death and use him as escape as an escape for being the phantom weasel. But she didn't want to be the one that was going to murder him in case like something got caught. Exactly.
1: So she used Lorenzo.
0: mm Hmm. So, so she wrapped the Lorenzo around her little finger and manipulated and got him to do it for her. That's that's what we proposed to Gemma. So Gemma says, like, she, she, neither, like, she doesn't really, con- she doesn't, like, yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. But she does in a roundabout way start talking about how in the Phantom Weasels like, in the youth, like, she was, like, she was betrayed and she was abused um, after her parents died. You know when she was young and she basically had to to, to scrape to get by because fontaine is apparently like, full of orphans
1: yeah and that makes a weird amount of sense
0: <laughs> it, it does like like you know the 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 like the 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 siblings are all no, orphans not because
1: of that but because of and the like, whole oceaned thing yeah i
0: guess yeah i guess that makes sense well the, the whole like Look, the the less we the less we have to like talk into like kind of like, theory build around like how oceaned families and kids and children and stuff work like yeah, the no, happier world
1: blessings from the fountain of lucine were you paying attention <laughs>
0: well I I did but it's it's such a stupid thing and it's like so do they actually have to like you know do they got to get busy and kind of do their thing and then like nothing happens. And then, but then, when they pray, then it does happen, or do they just pray? And then, if they don't do anything, do they still get an offspring? It's I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a very bizarre thing. And like now that now that they don't have the whole, hey, we're you know we're we're gonna dissolve into water from the primordial sea since Nuvillette cleaned that cleaned that whole thing out. Do they still gotta pray to the fountain to have kids, or are they gonna do things naturally now?
1: I think it's, like, they'll still probably do it as, like, you know, tradition's sake.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I guess I could see that, but is it necessary, and is that how it still works? I hate this entire thing. I hate this. We got sidetracked, and I hate it so much. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. We'll have to talk about it later. It's one of the stupidest things I hate. You're the one who brought up orphans.
0: (laughs) I mean, yes, but I was just going to say there's a lot of orphans in Fontaine. Like, a lot. I mean, is an orphan because, you know, he was an orphan, and then he was in a a foster home, and then he killed his foster parents because they were terrible people. So, now, Gemma is an orphan, and Lenny, Lynette, and Fremenay were orphans. There's a lot of orphans in the Fontaine thing. Is it just, like, some kind of playoff, like, how we see, like, traditional street urchins in, like, media?
1: I from guess. like this
0: area in France or something? I don't I don't know. But anyway, no, we, we got way off track. Sorry, sorry, we got talking about orphans and um Fontanian reproduction rights. Um I could so yeah, anyway.
1: Anyway, so
0: yeah, so jumping into this whole spiel about how you know she had a really rough time her parents died. And when she came, you know, because things got so bad, like she she said, like, you know. No, it's like, that, that, that's enough. You know, anything that is that is happy or positive or whatever is is a lie, and I hate them, and I'm going to take things from that to, you know, to, to fill my needs. And Lenny thanks her for, for clearing, like it's, well, he says, for, for settling the confusion that he had before Pine Might even asked her why she wrote the letter that she put up on the opera epically stating the return of the phantom weasel. And Lenny says that she wasn't one that did it. Lenny actually did it in order to draw her out. Bro. Yeah. So, like, we thought that the note was put up on the door of the opera epicles during one of Lenny's performances as a threat to Lenny. Lenny
1: couldn't Linny- have threatened Lenny. Lin- couldn't have been. Th- Wait, i You got this. I got this. I got this never mind. <laughs>
0: no, okay. I was okay. gonna
1: make a joke, but I I fumbled it, and now I can't do it right. <laughs>
0: no, no, you're all good. So, so Lenny wasn't actually the one being threatened. Lenny like planted this, like thing to like to like, lure her out and to like to force her to come out because of this Somebody threat was going to draw all this attention.
1: Here it is. Here it is. I got it. Somebody okay. wasn't threatening Lenny because Lenny was threatening Lenny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, what is that from?
1: That's from uh, a reference to uh, Jaden Animation's uh, video on Genshin Impact. It's okay.
0: A, it's
1: like, Lenny couldn't have killed Cowl because Cowl killed Cowl. Cowl. Killed
0: Cowl. That's right. Dude, okay. That's right. I remember that now. Thank you. I knew I heard something like this before. And the reason that Lenny did this is because Lenny said that he felt like he owed this to Caesar. And because Caesar was the one that taught him. And Lynette magic when they were children. He, like Caesar was one that took them in, and they didn't like the idea of the person that took them in and taught them, you know, how to use magic stuff. To have his his legacy and his name be tarnished by by this, by him being framed as the Phantom Weasel. And Gemma doesn't understand like why they would target her, since Lorenzo had already admitted to being the Phantom Weasel and doing everything. And the twins, basically Lenny and Lynette, tell her, you know, otherwise because she had feelings for Lorenzo and that you know her truth was gone. Not because because Lorenzo was had been apprehended and taken away, now that everything that she she had was gone. So she was she needed Lorenzo there as kind of a motivation. To keep going on with her life, because you got to think during this whole time she's been keeping up this facade of mourning her fiance for like ever. I mean, they they like other people openly stated that she went to Caesar's grave like every single week, and that was for ten years. That's fifty two weeks a fifty two weeks a year for ten years. That's five hundred twenty visits to a graveyard. That's a long time to be keeping up a show like that. Yeah. Which I mean, it's not as
1: the mournful widow, the mournful yeah.
0: widow act. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's not as long as like you know the fake archon act, but it's still a pretty hefty toll. So, Gemma, as Linny's going to leave to go back to to perform his show, Gemma asks about what kind of secrets like Linny and Lynette had hidden from Seaver, uh, from Caesar, because in the end, you know, Lindy's going to be just like her. And Lenny just says, no, I, I'm nothing like you. You know, I, I'm, I'm better than that. And so we go to, as we're standing outside, like the final act, of this actually doesn't take place inside the opera. It takes place outside. And Lenny is actually on top of the opera epicles. And Lenny is like in this entire, it's like a really, really cool like cinematic. And then falling like dies from the top of the opera because like towards the fountain and we get this really cool kind of throwback and it's like cinematic of him like kind of falling he's like reflecting on everything that's been going on and how he feels as a person how he's going to move forward and before he 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 hits the ground lenny just like disappears into this like burst of flowers yeah, there's f- flowers and fireworks. Yeah, and they just—he's just gone. Like he doesn't like reappear somewhere. He doesn't like show up like behind like and you know, like be like tada or anything. He's just gone. And amidst the confusion, like Lynette is kind of like, you know we're kind like hey you know Lynette said they would be at the usual haunt, and so they head back to the cemetery.
1: Uh-huh. And when we get back, I see what yeah. they did
0: there. Uh huh. And so when we go back to the cemetery, we we meet with with Lenny, and Lenny ex- does explain you know everything that had happened in the past, because Lenny and Lynette, and from it had been taken in by Arlecchino, and him and Lynette um, went to Caesar, to to learn magic, because he and Lynette already had like some kind of like, natural like inclination, some very natural talent. When Caesar saw that, he he knew that they would be like they would be quick learners and so he would take them in and teach them all his tricks and his ways so that way they would be able to hone you know to hone their skills and he took them in like really quick and i guess they spent was it say like a week or was it 10 days into which like caesar was going to to take care of them and and to and to teach them and but when caesar asked lenny why he wanted to learn magic lenny said that it was his passion like magic was his passion and it was what he wanted to do. But Lenny now admits that that was a lie and selfishness and lies had always been something that followed him and Lynette like throughout their entire lives. And that the, the only thing that got them through a lot of their times were, were the fact that him and Lynette had each other and they feel that if Gemma had maybe had somebody to rely on or to work with as she was a child, that maybe things would have turned out different. But because she didn't, Gemma was left to harbor and to to just build and foster. Yeah, to this deal build.
1: with all these heavy burdens alone.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it, it came too much that she became this very bitter and very loathsome. And so Lenny, you know, after reflecting on that, you know, he kind of pauses for a minute, but he's like, you know, you know, uh, enough about old sad things. Like, you know, you know, he starts asking, you know, what did you think about the show? And of course, like we're asking like, you know, how did you do it? And of course, you know, magician's never going to reveal the yeah. secret. Magi-
1: the magician's secret.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hint, 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 wink, wink. So we, we, we leave him to that and we're, we're going to head back to the team We're going to see like, what does Charlotte manage to take out of this? Because the whole thing that got us turned onto this was was Charlotte, you know, making us aware of the Phantom Weasel and getting us stirred up with Lenny. And then Charlotte, you know, was there at the beginning, and then she was there at the end at at Lenny's show. So we we head back and we go to the steamboat. We we meet up and we find Charlotte already talking with Lenny and Lynette, with Charlotte pretty much like scrambling, of course, as she does to get an interview, because that's what charlotte does you know she couldn't get one with nouvelette but she she or no didn't knew did Nouvellet say he was going to pencil her in one or was it Risley?
1: yeah uh he nouvelette did said like yeah like to sketch like they oh my gosh i cannot work <laughs> like within i think it was like i remember from nouvelette i think it was like three months
0: oh yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like some obnoxiously long wait but she was like still super excited just to have the opportunity
1: yeah, of course. Like That's like, right. I was like, oh, maybe in like three months. But definitely yeah, take the time to come up with some questions.
0: Yeah, because Rize was like having none of it. He's like, nope, But why don't you go talk to... Um, yeah,
1: go talk to Steve you know, Go talk to Steve Wayne. Take some pictures. Goodbye. That's
0: right. Yep. Don't talk to me. So, yeah, Charlotte's went to interview the twins. And as we, as we go in to talk to them, Charlotte tells us that she's getting ready to, to publish her news article. But it turns out... That Gemma had actually turned herself in. Like Gemma came and confessed to actually being the Phantom Weasel, and turned herself in. And we have to ask, like, why would Gemma turn herself in for this? Why would she? Why would Gemma admit to it when Lorenzo had already turned himself in? And it was just like it was just like Lenny said. It's like, you know, Gemma. You know, without Lorenzo and without somebody to feed off of, Gemma had nothing. Like, she has no purpose, no drive, nothing to keep going for. Because Caesar's dead, and Lorenzo's now locked up in Maripede. So Gemma is alone, once again. And the one thing Gemma can't stand to be, like, anymore is alone. Like she has to have something to latch onto. And so, basically, Gemma turns herself in in a way, I think, to, to to chase after Lorenzo again. As we come to this revelation, Paimon notices that Lenny is now using Rainbow Roses in his tricks and in his performances. And Lynette says that she never received she had never received from him and believes that that the the fact that Lenny used a rainbow rose in a trick with the Traveler shows that he cares, that he he somehow cares now more about the Traveler than he does for
1: her. Yeah, but that's because it's explained that these flowers have meaning. Like, Mm -hmm. the rainbow roses are for, like, love and passion, while the previous flowers that were used, the Lumido spells, are meant for separations or partings.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's... It's kind of like a more symbolic thing. Do you think this is more of a way of, like, Lenny kind of, like, moving on from the past? Or, like, finding a new way to... I think so.
1: That's... Yeah, I definitely think so.
0: Okay. So, as, as they're having, like, their little kind of, like, back and forth, like, Charlotte says that, you know, at, at this right now, like, she doesn't have time for an interview. Because now, because Gemma has turned herself in, like, that fresh news is, like... Is, is like all the thing that's going on right now. She has to jump on it. But she does, like, she says she wants to go that Gemma, before she gets arrested, she wants to meet with, with Lorenzo again. As Lynette's getting ready to leave, Lynette says that she only had to put on an act to distract Charlotte, but she asks the Traveler not to lose the Rainbow Ruse that Lenny gave them. And I think that's, beca- like, like, like you just said, because the flowers have meaning like it's something that is a more personal and sentimental note between Lenny, like finding like his peace like with his past and having been able to done it, to do it with the traveler and it is like they're stepping like and like moving forward with, like with like new beginnings and new relationships. Does that make yeah. sense to you?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense.
0: And that's really I mean, it's not a super long character chapter, to be completely honest. And we, it was, was kinda of like a rough and messy kind of cover with it, I will admit to it, because it's been a while since I gone through this chapter. But I do remember Yeah, that's
1: what that's what happens when we take forever to do a character chapter. <laughs> it
0: is. It is. And but I do specifically remember a lot of like what had been going on with this story and the mysteries surrounding Caesar's death, the things with Lorenzo, the 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 emotional, like, the stress and stuff that Gemma was going through and how her attachment to Lorenzo had twisted from, like, her her battered upbringing and the conclusion of it all, of, like, Lorenzo turning himself in and us thinking that was that and then the twist of it actually being Gemma and then discovering her motivations for it, all being a, a, a pretty interesting, like like, twist in, in the narrative. And I did appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I thought this was a a pretty interesting uh, story quest, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and the thing I'll, I'll agree with on this, like, I appreciated this one because it gave us a look back into how and why Lenny became magicians and what they're doing today with it. Because I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it every time we go through one of these, it's like, any kind of character that lets us reflect on these characters to learn about their history and their motivations is a good character chapter. And even though I have my hangouts with, like, Lenny's design and I'm unfamiliar with this kit, I do still actually like the dynamic of the siblings, seeing how they have grown from their childhood which the history that we saw in this and some of that was revealed during the Archon quest like they went through a lot as kids oh
1: yeah
0: like genshin went to some really dark places during fontaine and to have Lindy and Lynette, like lose like their their magician, like their mentor like the person that I was kind of take them and can i teach them and help them become the people that they are now, even though they were already, you know, in the House of the Hearth. I mean, that that that's a big hit for them. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, when Arlochino took them in. I mean, Lynette was basically being trafficked when Arlochino stepped in. And then they had to save Lynette from the person that had essentially purchased her.
1: No, it was and, like, like that she was handed over as a gift. Oh, yeah. my gosh.
0: Yeah, no, it's like again, very dark. It's just like places I never I never expected like Genshin to go into. But it but as it's all like come around like again you just realize like, how much like the siblings have gone through. And it in a way it helps you appreciate their struggles. And even though that yes, they are fatui and we see the fatui as the quote unquote bad guys, they're not all like these like they're not all like they're not all Signora or guy, Del But
1: that does not necessarily mean you are a bad guy.
0: You are a bad yeah, yeah. Thanks, Zangief. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> and that's and that's it. It's like up until now we've always seen the Fatui as just as the villain characters. You know, they're the mobs we've got to deal with. They were the ones that were behind the whole deal in Tatarasuna. um, in Inazuma. You had everything surrounding uh, Senora, who was you know bad, but if you you know read the comic and know into her history, like Senora had a lot of horrible things happen to her. That's why she became what she did. But now it's like as we've encountered through Lenny, Lynette, Fremenay, uh, through Child in UA and especially I feel like with Arlecchino in the Archon Quest in Fontaine. Really? Oh yeah. Like, I love Arlecchino as this, like, ambiguously, like, morally, like, gray character.
1: I do, too, but I feel like it's really important that, like, she cannot be trusted. I'm sorry.
0: I feel like she can be trusted to an extent, but is she is someone that needs to be kept at arm's length because she does have something that's going on. Like, she does have, you know, her plots and the things that she has to do. But seeing her come through and her entire drive in Fontaine was, the prophecy is happening. The archon's not doing anything. I'm going to. Like her drive, I'm going to save my home if nobody else will. The fact that she runs the house of the hearth and you know, and takes in these worth, even though you know they are basically being kind of groomed and fostered into being fatuse as they grow older, it's still better than, you know, the struggling, you know, being a struggling street urchin. The The way that she stepped in to help with the repairs of Poisson, you know, during during the Archon quest. It's... She has such a, a, a wide array of motivations. It just gives a depth that's like, she's not... She's not like a traditional villain, if that makes sense. Yeah. But then, but then you see like a character like Signora, or like in Sumeru we saw a Dottore. It's like, Dottore is like a villain, like every 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 bit of a villain, big time scale. Like I remember Dottore from the comic book when he had like his like half gesture mask thing going on.
1: Oh
0: yeah. I, yeah yeah yeah, homie had a big old glow up. But when he's doing his whole thing in Sumeru and, like, brainwashing the people and doing what he can to get his gnosis, it's, like, Datora, to me, feels like a bad guy. And it makes me interested to see how the other Fatui are going to be. Like, how is, you know, uh, a Capitano going to be in Natlin?
1: Oh, I'm so excited for Columbina.
0: (laughs) It's like, there's just going to be so much going on. like... I mean, what do you think? What do you think that you can expect? Do you have any like predictions or hopes for or like
1: exceptions? Fatui counters? Yeah, yeah. I don't really know, to be honest. The only one I'm really concerned about, and really more excited to encounter more than anything, is Columbina.
0: Hmm. a spooky
1: like, angel lady. What can I say? <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel like a lot of people were actually looking forward to her. I I like the range. Of diversity, that these characters have been having because, like I said, we've we've known Child since Liyue, and Child's not all like he's not like a bad guy or like a villain. Like he does bad things, but he's just he's a guy that likes to fight, and it gives him a way to do that. But he also like would like do anything for his family, fight for his siblings, and there's nothing wrong about that.
1: Your child has like so much depth to his character, though it's it's insane.
0: He does, he does, and it it, it, it was kind of kind of neat to watch all of that play out, and then just to watch him just get kind of all tossed around by Skirt. That was a fun little way to uh to put to put a cap on our child experience here recently. It broke up, scuffed. Yeah, I uh I hope he's okay. I wonder when we're gonna run into him again. I definitely hope that uh that Skirt gives him his vision back. Oh no, no! we gave no, the vision to Arachino. That's right. We gave it to Arachino, and Arachino's. Oh yeah, we'll have to get that back to him. So is is Child still in the abyss?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Cause the last we saw of him, he just got thrown back in there by Skirt, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I d- don't think he's in there though. I don't know okay. where he is, but he's not in the abyss. At least I hope he's not. Oh.
0: Yeah, ho- hopefully he's back home, and you can kind of take care of him. Because I-, I have a feeling that Child's in for a bad time whenever he gets back to Schne's night and having to explain like what's been going on anyway. So that's going to be our quick wrap up, our kind of like messy but still somewhat semi comprehensive cover of Lindy's character chapter. We shall go ahead and dive into a question of the week, and we've had a couple kind of pop in and out. Uh, Since our last full-on recording. But let's go and dive into this one from Dissam. And why don't you go ahead and pop this one off. You want to give it a read?
1: Alrighty, I will give it a read. As you said, this is from my good buddy Dissam. He asked, what's something (laughs) that you do slash did that feels like it should have been an achievement but it isn't?
0: So there's like a lot that I feel like we do in this game that really should be a, like more of an achievement than it is. Um I would say the number of escort balloons should be an ongoing achievement. Like every ten escort balloons you do, you get an achievement that just compiles endlessly because I'm so sick and tired of doing them. I would also say maybe I mean I put the recording of it of just like basically kinda of like two shotting
1: yeah, two. The fear, volume, Yeah, out of the sky. Yeah, that, that was a good one. That
0: should be an achievement. But um, no, I feel like there's a number of things. But no, I would definitely say a lot of the more repetitive tasks need kind of like ongoing achievement because as you do things throughout the years, I mean, we're over three years into it. There has to be some kind of ongoing reward for us doing the same repetitive task over and over and over again. I mean, maybe just have like the achievement pop up like, oh, you're still here or Ongoing Escort, or something. Yeah. Just you're just still here. Something.
1: That would be such a funny Oh like, Yeah, yeah, still going.
0: Like, as you're, like, you know, going and doing the quest with Anna in Mondstadt, like how she openly says, like, oh, is there anything to to be an adventurer than escorting balloons? You're just kind of like, hey, get used to it. It just feels like it's a, it's an acknowledged, like, in-game gag that needs to be rewarded at this point. So, uh, what what about you? Do you have anything that you think... Feels like you should be specially rewarded for.
1: I'm gonna be honest, I have no idea what to say. I mean, other than me, what feels special to me is finally getting characters above like a hundred in a stat. Like especially for like crit damage for me because I remember the first time I got like my first character, yeah, well, Yai Miko, when I have got her too. Um. Over two hundred crit damage. I was really excited because that was the first time it had ever worked out for me like that.
0: Oh, you had Yaimiko to to hit for over two hundred?
1: No, no, no. For like over gave her like two hundred crit damage, like her stat.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: So that's just that's just something that feels special to me.
0: Okay. Like, like character build achievements, like, hey, you got this, like, you know, get a character's defense above this level or crit damage above this level, yeah, things like that.
1: Something along those lines. I feel like those would be nice little achievements.
0: I could see that. Yeah, I, I feel like that some character builds, different things like that, could definitely be rewarded. There, there should definitely be an achievement. For people that manage to get Kokomi's crit values into the positive,
1: oh, hundred yeah. percent. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, if, absolutely. If
0: if you, I
1: respect, I respect the hell out of them.
0: Oh man, if, if you have the absolute insane dedication it takes to build Kokomi up into a way to where she has a positive crit modifier that actually functions, then you should totally get her achievement for it. And the, the absolutely. And and the achievement should just be but why and and that should, what do you mean, <laughs> that should just be the name of the of the achievement it's just but why because i i again why i i, I don't understand
1: because people can do what they want ram i
0: mean they can and i fully respect that people build dps Barbas that do insane amounts of damage i don't
1: exactly I, i'm helping my friend make her dps barbara better
0: oh my god i mean how does that even work
1: What do you mean? How does it work?
0: Do you just build up her crit values and just have her normal attacks just splash for big damage? Is that how it works? Yeah. Because her ring just does healing. Does her her burst doesn't do any damage? Does it?
1: I don't. I don't think so.
0: I think the only actual damage she does is
1: charged attack.
0: Okay, so like like splash 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 big splash and like that's it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Pretty much.
0: You know what? I don't get it, but...
1: I think she has Skyward Atlas on Barba.
0: I mean, okay. You know, you know what? I don't get it, but I... I, I res-
1: People are having fun, Rand. Yeah, you built a physical kooky. I, I did
0: build a physical kooky. I was like, you know what? She's a ninja. She does physical damage. This makes sense, and I had no idea what I was doing.
1: You built a physical kooky. I okay? did. Okay, I have a really funky hybrid Toma. All right, people are allowed to have fun.
0: <laughs> you know what? And that is the beauty of the game. You can build your characters as you see fit, and I love it. So I'm gonna have to like go and like look up like just like bizarre like Genshin builds and just see what kind of like off the wall, or just completely just off the real builds that characters have built. Like oh,
1: it's so much fun.
0: Like are people building like main DPS Zhongli's or
1: oh, absolutely or
0: or heal spec, you know. Jade screen ningwongs or something. I don't know. Because I think, like, at a certain console, I think, like, her, her screen actually heals somehow. But I'm not sure. Because I, I think I remember hearing something about that. But I, I want to see, like, main DPS Goros. Or, I don't know, sub DPS.
1: Absolutely. Look it up. It's absolutely out there.
0: Uh, if, if you have a main DPS Goro message me, because I want to see that. 'Cause I know I know that one of the streamers I watch is a Chi Chi Main, and she does Chi Chi as her on field character. I again it's it's not my thing, but I, I respect it. And I you know, you do your thing. Find your favorite character, build them how you want, and have fun. I I, lo- I love this game. So Yeah. Yep.
1: That's why I like Toma. Toma, he may not be the best, but he's mine and I and I love him. I, I
0: you know what I completely agree. Uh, my Toma's at eighty, and I've actually been farming the cube. The, uh, the Pyro Cube to fin- finally take him up to 90 until I pulled if right in. If you
1: need in. me to one-shot it for you, I got you.
0: Oh, can, can you one-shot the cube for me?
1: Well, I can't one-shot it, but I could definitely one-cycle it.
0: Okay, yeah, I can one-cycle. I can get it down in one cycle now, but I can't. It's 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 still a bit of a test, but it's not terrible.
1: I can solo it, so there's that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I completely agree. I think Toma's great. I love him as a character, and I think that his physical attacks just look amazing because he's so, like, kicky and flashy and flips and all this other kind of crap. Like, Toma's great. And I wish he wasn't relegated as, like, a shielder sub-DPS.
1: Not even a sub-DPS. He's mostly just a shielder.
0: Yeah, just just support. But I feel like that they do that for all the characters. Like, he's his like his attack animations are, like, amazing. It, it When you do something, like, you give a character those kind of animations, they deserve to be on field, and he just doesn't get the the chance to show his, like, you know, his, like, backflip kits and stuff, and he totally should. I digress. We love Toma. And yeah, well, that's kind of an odd note to uh, to leave off on that question of the week. But yeah, we're gonna leave it on that.
1: It can't be it can't be a question from Dazam without me talking about my boys.
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean that's fine. Everything that that we do like involving uh, Desim seems to like kind of go off the rails in one way or the other. Uh, but that's what keeps things interesting. It keeps things fun. I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to this kind of like a quickly hobble together episode as we kind of got our bearings back. And we're trying to reflect back on a character chapter that you know we haven't experienced for what three or four updates now.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
0: so that, that was that was interesting. Yeah, so if, if you enjoyed that, I mean, give us a follow on Twitter in uh, Blue Sky at HoYoCast. Uh, I'm trying to get engaged on that. Uh, got really excited about the store. Uh, we'll have our episode release announcements, and we always like to engage the community, chat with us, hang with us. It's cool. Uh, you can also find us on Discord at discord.gg forward slash the resonance. Uh, always love to feel the community grow. Had a couple of new members join up last week. Uh, still going on, sharing Twitch clips and streams and news and builds and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, lots of polls here lately. A lot of people have been pulling for Yoimiya and Raiden. Um, some people with success, some people without such success. But
1: it is what it is. It I, is. Got, I got Risley and Dazam got Raiden. <laughs> okay.
0: So, I mean, you, you did get Risley. I mean, Risley is a very big recent win. So he, he can be your, he can be your cryon, your cryo, uh your cryo archon in the meantime,
1: I suppose. Yeah.
0: So we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in on episode 87 of the resonance. Uh, we'll be back next week. It's episode 88. I may have something special planned out. I'm not sure yet. We're still getting that panned out. So until then, have yourselves a great week. Enjoy the beetle battling as it starts to kick off. Good luck on your pulls if you're still pulling for Yoimiya, Raiden, or your weapons. And we will see you when we come back. So have a good one. Ad Astra, Abysauce.
1: Ad Astra, Abysauce.